Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin in The Marriage. With the conviction that marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement between friendly people, NBC takes pleasure in presenting one of the most distinguished couples of the American theater, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin, transcribed as Liz and Ben Marriott in the love and laughter of the marriage. When Emily was one year old, she used to spend 12 hours a day crawling around the apartment, hanging onto my skirt. I felt something like a convict with a ball and chain that had to be fed, bathed, and changed. I remember longing for her first step so I could be free. Of course, as soon as she learned to walk, she developed the habit of taking the clothes out of the laundry hamper and dropping them all neatly in the toilet. This sort of thing has gone on ever since, figuratively speaking, of course. The latest example started on a Friday night a few weeks ago. Pete had locked himself in the bathroom an hour before, and Ben was checking up on him. Pete! Peter! I'm in the tub, Pop! You stay in much longer, you'll come out looking like a prone. Okay, Pop! One of these days, he's going to develop webbed feet. He's reading again. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Well, that's appropriate. Pete, you get out of that tub. Emily has a date. Okay. Well, there's no rush, Mom. Bobby's coming over for you, isn't he, Emily? Um, it is Bobby. Naturally. Where are you going tonight, dear? Oh, I guess we'll just hang around. Well, you can use the phonograph and popcorn or something or other. I was thinking of giving myself a home permanent. Well, you won't have time. Bobby will be here any minute, won't he? No, I thought he could help me. Emily. Well, why not? He's very good in chemistry. Well, you won't exactly be at your best with towels stuffed down your neck and smelling a neutralizer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bobby doesn't care. Emily, do you think that's fair to him? I mean, a Friday night date. Uh... What's so special about Friday night? But what did he say when he asked you for the date? Well, he didn't ask me. Well, then how do you know he's coming over? <laughs> Where else would he go? Mom, do you think I should cut my bangs? Do you think this is wise? They're getting in my eyes. I mean, going out with one boy all the time. Oh, we don't go out all the time. Sometimes we just stay home. I think I'll get the permanent stuff ready. What do you think, Liz? Definitely. Definitely what? Cut the bangs. No, no, no. About Bobby. Well, if he's good at chemistry, I suppose it'll be all right. Oh, darling, you know what I'm talking about. She hasn't gone out with another boy for... Six months. Is it that long? She's only 15. Shouldn't we do something? Now, Ben, you know very well we can't do anything, not directly. How about indirectly? Well, we've never screened Emily's friends before. We've trusted her that she'll figure things out all right. We've got to stick by that, Ben. Yeah, I suppose so. She's 15. That's an age of exploration, searching. I'm all for searching. It's the premature finding that... That's Bobby. Oh. I'll get Peter out of the water into dry dock. Will you get it, please, Daddy? Okay. Oh, I, uh, I'm afraid it's stuck again. Take your hand off it, Bobby. I, I, I did. That's my glove. The finger's oh, still stuck. Here. I'll get it. Well, come on in. Oh, thank you, Mr. Marriott. Emily's expecting you. Oh, she is? That's nice. She'll be out in just a minute. I'm afraid you'll have to wait, though. Oh, I don't mind. Well... How are you, Bobby? Um, do you mind if I don't shake hands? No. No, not if you don't want to. Oh, oh, it isn't that. 
I mean, I don't actually mind shaking hands with you, Mr. Marriott. I, I, I Something I mean, wrong with your hand? It's because I'm six foot three. That affects your hand? Only the right hand. Oh, naturally. Bobby, I'm not quite following the physiology here. I catch right-handed. That's why they made me the first baseman. Uh, my hand is sore. Oh, oh baseball. <laughs> yes. I thought it'd be all over when the basketball season was over, but the basketball coach told the baseball coach about me. He said six-foot-three first baseman don't grow on trees. Well, height's an advantage. Oh, yes. I have to lean out this way to catch the ball. I'm two feet closer to third base than anybody else in school. Except the third baseman, of course. <laughs> That's quite a distinction. I'm supposed to reach behind me with my foot to tag the base. It doesn't work, though. Why not? It's never there. I'm sure you'll find it someday, Bobby. Emily! Oh, hello, Bobby. Hello. Bobby, you wouldn't mind helping me with the home permanent, would you? Oh, it's all right with me. I've got Pete started. Oh, hello, Bobby. Hello, Mrs. Marion. I had to shampoo it first. Emily, you're not really going to do your hair. Well, why not? Well, you've, you've got a guest. Well, Bobby isn't a guest. Are you? Well, I don't mind, really. Why don't you go to a movie or... Or, or something where you can be together. Oh, we can be together over the kitchen sink while I'm washing my hair. Come on, Bobby, you can help me. You're not going to change your hair, are you? Well, don't you want me to? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Liz. Liz, I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I have a feeling that there's something wrong with this whole situation. Mm, it is a little bizarre, isn't it? I don't know if I like the idea of his shampooing her hair. Oh, Ben, really? Well, it's symbolic. Of what? Why don't they go out somewhere? Maybe they don't want to. Well, why don't they want to? Liz, I'd feel a whole lot better if they were in a movie balcony or walking in the park. I'd feel safer. Oh, Ben, that's absolutely ridiculous. Where can they be safer than right here at home? Well, I don't mean safer. I, 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 I safer. Oh, oh, is that what you mean? Well, no, not exactly. Oh! What's that? Bobby, you're dripping soap down my neck. Oh, I'm sorry. You see what this leads to? Soap down the neck? No, I'm serious, Liz. Emily's too young for this kind of emotional involvement. She's hardly ever gone out with other boys. <laughs> Don't you think you may be taking this a little out of proportion, Ben? They just like each other. They like to be with each other, talk to each other. Liz, after six months, there comes a point when there's nothing left to say. Gives me a cold shiver to hear a girl of 15 talking as if she just celebrated her silver wedding anniversary. <laughs> I can't be. I bite my fingernail. Well, you'll have to stop that, Bobby. <laughs> you see? It's all settled. She accepts it as a foregone conclusion. Aren't you confusing a simple shampoo with a formal engagement? Liz, don't you think that they should be a little less settled? I mean, at her age? Now, seriously. I suppose so. But we can't really interfere. I know. But if she went out with a lot of different kids, well, they'd be starting from scratch every time, emotionally speaking, I mean. Well, now, speaking emotionally, as I remember our first day... Now, that was an entirely different circumstance. You were at least 24 years old. 22, and such a young 22. Well, you weren't 15, anyways. There ought to be something we can do. Oh! Bobby, you almost drowned me! Well, you don't want soap film on your hair. You've got to be squeaky clean. There, Ben, you see? You haven't a thing to worry about. Emily is going to be squeaky clean. (laughs) 
After the shampoo, Bobby helped roll Emily's hair up on those white plastic pigeon bones they used for home permanence. Bobby timed the whole operation with his sweet second hand. Just before Ben and I went to bed that night, he went into the kitchen to get a glass of milk. And he looked worried when he came back. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Ben, you look like the father in a 19th century melodrama. Oh, I feel like one. Well, what's the matter? Was the light out? No, no, it wasn't. Well, what were they doing? Reading. Is that all? Separate books. Oh, Ben, really? There's something unnatural in just sitting there reading separate books. For goodness sake, we do it all the time. That's exactly what I mean. I don't know, Ben. You find the most unusual things to worry about. Do you think it's a healthy situation? Tristan and Isolde at the age of 15? Well, no. Mm. No, I don't. Mm. Oh, Ben, don't start thinking you'll talk for hours, and I've got to get up early. Mm. Ben... Ben. Mm, what? Oh. Bobby left around midnight and Ben was still tossing. Next morning he went off to the office for a half a day. I was sure he'd forget all about it, but after lunch he deftly worked the conversation around to a neutral corner and Ben dropped the bomb. Emily, have you got a date for tonight? Well, not exactly. Why? I was wondering if you'd do me a favor. Mr. Burns has a nephew who's coming into town this afternoon. He has? Uh, he asked me if I knew a nice girl that Harold could go out with. And what did you say? Well, I said I'd ask you. I'd ask you whether or not you'd mind. You mean you made a date for me? Unilaterally? Oh, I just said I'd ask you. Do I have to? He's a very nice boy. Your age. My age? Honestly, Daddy. What's wrong with going out with a boy your age? Um, Daddy, there are certain physiological and psychological facts. Girls are older at the same age than boys are. I can't even follow that. He's an intelligent boy and he goes to school in Pennsylvania. How would you like it if, if I fixed you up with a strange woman from Pennsylvania? Uh, I might object, dear. I suppose you'll lose space at the office if you can't talk me into it. Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I don't suppose it would kill me. I'll have to get my suede out of the shoemakers. Ben, did he really? Who? What? Burns, did he really approach you? Well, halfway at least. I, I thought if we could break this pattern that she might see that she doesn't have to be handcuffed to Bobby Logan. I hope it works out that way. Oh, why shouldn't it? Well, uh, Liz... What do you think she should wear? The negotiations were completed, and Harold Burns was scheduled to arrive at 8.30. After supper, Emily went in to get ready, and Ben sat waiting nonchalantly in the living room. Eventually, Harold arrived. We were used to Bobby Logan, who barely got in the door each time he called. Harold Burns made it to the living room without tripping over anything, which impressed us a great deal. Harold was a nice-looking boy. He sat down on the couch and said hello quite politely. Uncle Albert sends his regards, Mr. Marion. Oh, that's nice of him. Uh, anything new since this morning? Uh, Emily! She'll be right out, Harold. Well, it was very nice of you, and 
Mrs. Marriott to fix up this date for me. I've been in Pennsylvania since Christmas. Three solid months. Uh, Pete, you better get that model picked up and start to bed. Oh, excuse me. Is that a 1919 Stutz Bearcat? Yeah, 16 cylinders. Did you build it from a set? Yeah. Oh, I made one from scratch ones. Yeah? Uh, what did you use for the wheel spokes, Pete? Lollipop sticks. Mm, they're a little too thick. Try a medicine applicator. Thanks, I will. Are you a model car builder, Harold? Well, when I was a little younger. Uh, oh. oh, of course. I just happened to have a 1911 Stutz with me and Uncle Albert. Gee, I'd like to see that. Well, how about coming over tomorrow afternoon? Or a couple of tips I could give you on glue and fenders. I've been using pens. Uh-uh. Pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners? Flexible bracing. I'll show you. <sighs> Let me get down with you. Okay. Now, look. You take the glue. Uh, have you got a pipe cleaner? Uh, 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 Harold. Have you got a pipe cleaner, Mr. Marion? Uh, no, Harold, I haven't. Harold, uh, this is Emily. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Hello, Emily. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, better not shake hands. Glue. I'm sorry I kept you waiting. Oh, that's all right. Your brother was showing me his 1919 studs. Gee, Uncle Albert didn't tell me he had a brother. Well, Pete usually stays home when I go out. <laughs> well, I guess we better get going. Night, Mrs. Marriott. Mr. Marriott. Good night, Harold. Good night, Harold. So long, Pete. Remember, pipe cleaners. Sure, Harold. And thanks. Bye, Mom. And don't worry. I'll be home early. Well. Well. Boy. That's some date Emily's got. You approve of them, Pete? Sure. There aren't many guys that can build a stuck bear cat from scratch. Ben and I finally got Pete off to bed and had another cup of coffee in the kitchen. Anyway, he's a perfectly acceptable boy of Emily's own age. And he's a three-month veteran of Pennsylvania. I thought he was a very nice boy. So did Pete. Sit still. I'll get it. <laughs> all right, all right. Get your finger off. Uh-oh. Ben, it couldn't be. Uh, would you like to answer? No, Ben, go ahead. You wake Pete. Maybe he'll go away. Ben, answer the door. Uh... Ask him in. Bobby, you can take... Bobby, hey! Come on back here. Oh, oh, hello. What were you going to do? Just leave your glove? Well, I, I was going to leave it in the bell until I could borrow a pair of pliers or something. Come on in. We're having coffee out in the kitchen. Coffee? Well, you can have milk. Oh, I suppose I should start drinking coffee, just for appearances. Why, hello, Bobby. Uh, did Ben explain? Oh, yes, I get milk. Huh? Ben, didn't you... Not yet. Well, uh, how did the permanent turn out? On Emily. Oh, fine, fine. It's easy with a sweep second hand. Did you know that Emily curls in 18 minutes, 7 and 3 tenths seconds? No, no, I didn't. After that, she kinks. Oh. Bobby, uh, Emily isn't here, you know. No. No, I didn't. Uh... Well, that's funny. Was she expecting you? Oh, no. Uh, did she go to the movies? I'm not sure. Uh, she went out on a date. On a date? Well, that's funny. She didn't tell me yesterday. We'd only came up this afternoon, Bobby. A boy from school? I don't think you know him. From New York City? As a matter of fact, he's from Pennsylvania. Well, how did Emily meet anyone from Pennsylvania? Well, uh, we arranged it. You did? Bobby, Emily's only 15. I know. 
Well, you see, Mrs. Marriott felt Dan. that there was no... Uh, we felt that it was better for her to... Uh, it's a little difficult to explain this to you, Bobby. What did I do? Nothing, Bobby, nothing. Are you mad at me, Mr. Marriott? Oh, of course I'm not, Bobby. Y- is Emily mad at me? No. Well, I don't understand it then. What did you go and do this for? We, we, we got along fine. Emily didn't get me nervous. I mean, well, well, aren't there enough boys around? Did you have to import someone from Pennsylvania? Now, look, Bobby, you're... I don't exa- think it's nice. For one thing, how do you know what kind of a boy this is? Emily's pretty young. Just who is this boy? Just what kind of school does he go to in Pennsylvania? Well, I'm sure she's all right, Bobby. I hope so. Yeah, after all, Bobby, we are still her parents. Shh, shh, shh. Well, good night, Harold. I had a lovely time. Good night, Emily. Why doesn't she close the door? She's saying good night. She said good night. Emily? Mom? In the kitchen. Is Daddy up? I want to talk. Oh, hello, Bobby. Why didn't you close the door? I did. It was a long time closing. It got stuck on the mat. This is a surprise. Well, I'll bet it is. Matter, Bobby? You promised you wouldn't bite your nails anymore. I'll eat them down to the elbow if I want to. Bobby, what is it? What's the matter? Well, you better ask your parents. I, I don't understand it at all. Bobby, I'll just drink my milk and go. Wait a minute, Bobby. Goodbye, Mr. Marriott. Mrs. Marriott. Bobby. Goodbye, Emily. Daddy, what did you say to him? Nothing. I just told him you were out. That's all. Did you have a good time, dear? Sure, wonderful. Harold is very interested in the subways. He explained all the signals to me. Was it bad, Emily? How would you like to stand in the front of the first car from Van Cortland Park to South Ferry? In heels. You better sit down, dear. What about Bobby? Well, I'm afraid he was a little surprised, that's all. You see, Emily, that's what I meant. It just isn't good to narrow things down so far. Narrow what down? Anything. Boys, for example. Is that why you made me go out with Harold? We didn't make you do anything, dear. I thought it was a business favor. Now, Emily, you told Bobby you didn't want him to no, see me? No, no, I didn't. Not exactly, anyway. That's what he meant. Daddy, you didn't have any right to do that. Now, don't get upset, Emily. We were worried that you seemed to spend all your time with Bobby. Well, it's my time. I like Bobby. But he isn't the only boy around, Emily. Well, at least he's interested in more important things than 1911 Stutz Bearcats. You always tell me I'm supposed to be free to make my decision. Well, you are, dear. Haven't we always treated you that way? Sure. If it's a choice between a pink sweater or a blue one, that's okay. But you didn't want me to choose what boy I wanted to be with. Oh, of course we do, dear. We just don't want you to make any mistakes. Well, I don't think Bobby's a mistake. And even if he is, he's my mistake. Doesn't matter now anyway. Emily. If he thinks I'm not old enough to decide who I go out with, he won't want me anyway. Look, Emily, we better talk this out right now. You talk it out. You and Mother. You don't need me for anything. I don't count. I'm going to bed. Emily. Oh, my. I feel awful, Ben. So do I. I just thought it was funny, the way you were worried. 
I was just sitting back and being amused. We had a right to try to keep her from making a mistake. I, I thought so. You know, she is only 15. That's still a kid. We have got some responsibility. I suppose so. Well, of course we have. Yes, yes, we do. You know, at this time of night, the buses only run every 20 minutes. He might still be down there at the corner. Bring some ice cream back. It's the least we can do. Um, what flavor? Well, anything but chocolate. It's bad, bad skin. Okay, I'll see if... Bobby. Uh, I forgot my glove. Come in. Uh, Come it, in. It, it's fur lined or I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, don't forget... Oh. Uh, hello, Mrs. Marion. Bobby, I was just going down after you. You were? You know, all this wasn't Emily's fault. Uh, she went out with that boy as a favor to me. A business favor. She had a terrible time, Bobby. That's too bad. She's pretty annoyed with us right now. You know, you'd do us a favor if you'd stay and... Uh, uh... Have another glass of milk. Well, I... Oh, I... I shouldn't. One for the road? I, I didn't really come back for my glove, Mr. Marriott. I... Oh, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, well, I didn't really have any right to get sore at Emily for going out with somebody else. I, I thought it over at the bus stop. I thought maybe it isn't fair to Emily to stick her with just me. She might be able to do a lot better if she had the chance. Oh, I don't know, Bobby. Um, maybe we should all broaden our experience. It, especially Emily. Uh, what do you think, Mr. Marriott? Bobby, I think that's up to you and Emily. I have no official opinion on this point, and if I had, I think I'd keep it to myself. I'd better call Emily. Emily! I'm in bed. Put on your robe, dear, and come out. Bobby, would you like a chocolate milk this time, just for a change? I'm not interested in discussing any... Bobby! Oh, oh hello. I, I forgot my glove. Anyway, I, I wanted to apologize. It's a sort of round-robin apology. All right, Emily? All right, Daddy. <clears throat> well, it's awfully late. Maybe I'd better go, Emily. Oh, Bobby can stay for a while, can he, Daddy? No, why not? After all, he's just like one of the family. Uh... Chocolate milk, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hume Cronin, or Ben Marriott, if you prefer. My wife and I want to tell you what satisfaction it's given us to bring you the marriage. Unhappily, this is to be the last broadcast of the series. We hate to see it end, but that's the way it goes. I hope we'll be back again with you someday, and uh, now I think Jessie'd like to say something. Well, I simply want to thank all of you who've taken such an interest in the marriage, and to thank most particularly those of you who've written to us. We're just beginning to catch up in answering your letters. If you would like to see the marriage continue, will you please let us or your local station or NBC know about it? It helps. And now, goodbye from the whole Marriott family. We've enjoyed these Sunday evenings very much. Um, you? Just good night and goodbye. The Marriage is transcribed and written by Ernest Canoy, with Denise Alexander heard as Emily, William Redfield as Bobby, David Anderson as Harold, and David Pfeffer as Pete. The Marriage is an NBC radio production directed by Edward King. This is Bob Denton speaking.